Hello, and welcome back to the Random Horror Show. And of course, I am your host, Keisha Lacey. And thank you for listening to this little rinketing horror podcast coming straight up out of the Iron Pine Curtain of East Texas. And of course, here at the Random Horror Show, where we film and commentate being random and silly, just off on tangents, but we come back where we meet in the middle and everything and come to conclusions with horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure in movies, television, and books. I hope y'all are doing very well. I had some, had a little bit of a pickle and everything, but um, my tire fell off my car, off the ball, bearing joint of the car and I'm just like this is a wonderful day but alas um I had a wrecker I had a I was over at client's house and I was doing her brows and I'm leaving out of her neighborhood turning down the main street in a residential area to turn on the main street to get back home and it just said bloop 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 just like that I was like what in the hay Oh, that really, really sucked. But tonight's random show podcast is going to be Raw Head Rex. The 1986 horror thriller is actually, um, you know, really written on the book of um, the Book of Blood by Clive Barker. We all know Clive Barker from Hellraiser. Um, the Book of the Blood, I mean, he came up with the Order of the Gash, um, Cenobites, um, he's really, uh, I mean, he's like a wonderful a literary, um, you know, he's, he is, he's definitely the master of horror, um, you know, he, he's a little bit more deeple, you know, we have Stephen King, but then Clive Barker, he, he, he lived, he, he lived a bit more deeple, he deeple in the horror, and of course, I read Clive Barker books um, when I was um, in high school and, you know, in, also in college. And of course, for leisure, um, Clive Barker really, um, he really has some like really great, great, you know, horror literary um, literature out there. Um, he, he's, he's really, the, he's like the road dog of it. He really is. But um, this is based on his Book of Blood of Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex is actually um, based um, in the Irish countryside. And where the, um, I forgot where the, it was filmed in Wicklow. It's filmed in Wicklow County, um, in the countryside of Wicklow County. Now, um, when they did this movie, um, he wanted all, uh, just control of it. He did, uh, do the screenplay of it because it is based on his novel. Well, guess what? They just say, well, we're going to pull like a little hookadoo. You know, if y'all remember a couple of podcasts back when I was talking about Cursed, um, the movie, the werewolf movie, it's Wes Craven's first and last werewolf wolf movie that he did, um, starring Christina Ricci. Um, you know, you have Joshua Jackson, old Pacey from Dawson's Creek, and Jesse uh, Einberg. 
Iceberg. I can't, I still can't, I still mess up Columbus name. But, um, of course, the whole production of Cursed was up under Weinstein, you know, all that jizma jazz. And they just literally just tore the horse whole script up, um, just made all these complete stupid changes with Cursed. Well, it's the same thing here with Rawhead Rex. Um, that's the reason why uh, Rawhead Rex really left Clive Barker raw uh, with emotions and he was pissed off. And that's the reason why when he did Hellraiser, he was literally, you know, had complete control. And of course, you know, they changed the um, names in Hellraiser, of course, you know, Kirsty and, you know, her dad, it, you know, in the book, it wasn't her dad, but that was Clive Barker because he felt like they done effed up my whole movie, Rawhead Rex, you know, this is, he tried to make it just as close as he can, what he did in his novel, and they just say, you know what, just fuck it, we just gonna put, you know, the deity demon, you know, in a latex suit. Um, it took him a week to, like, produce this whole latex suit. And it did. It looked really, really cheesy. I mean, and I totally understand why Clive Barker felt some type of way. Um, when you read about Rawhead Rex, um, in the novel, of uh, Book of Blood, Rawhead Rex is actually, um, has a face that represents raw meat. He has a raw meat face and head and everything. It's also phallic shaped, so he's shaped basically like a raw meat dick. <laughs> Rawhead Rex is the raw, it's a raw dickhead. It's just a raw dickhead roaming in the Irish countryside, um, just killing people. Well, you know, just, uh, besides that, um, it's a mixed bag for me with Rawhead Rex. Um, I did like it because, you know, it does take place differently. It's not, um, based in America. It's based in Ireland. Um, we don't hear like a lot of stuff from Ireland. I mean, the last thing that we heard, uh, news from Ireland was, um, you know, the crowning of their, you know, Miss Ireland and everything. And, um, you know, she's black and that was like, she's fine as hell too. And everything, she's gorgeous. And that's the only thing we hear, um, other than, um, years ago with the troubles and, um, you know, there's part of Ireland that is, um, you know, the, you know, Republic of Ireland, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to get everything like all together, but, uh, but it is, it's like two different, it's two different, like, like kind of like the North and the South, like in America, you know, when, um, in the civil war, you have the North and you have the South. Um, it's the same thing that it is in Ireland. Um, I did talk to somebody that is from Ireland and I asked them some questions and I didn't even, I even didn't even know, I thought they all came together, like, after all of the, the troubles and everything, that's what they call it, 
and no, it, they just came to like, well, we just just operate on two different two different you know levels, but um, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's that's interesting right there, but as to say with Rawhead Rex. <coughs> It is, it is um, part, I liked it because it is like, when we hear about Ireland, and of course, like, you know, you have people like, oh, St. Patty's Day. I love St. Patty's Day because that's like four days after my birthday. So I do celebrate like my birthday with St. Patrick's Day and uh, the wonderful, beautiful, like history of Ireland. You know, because they had their own language, they had their own writing, they had their own um, gods and goddesses and deities and, you know, a religion. I mean, that little tiny island and shit was on and popping until <clears throat> you know who had to step in and just fuck shit up. <coughs> England, and, you know, <laughs> pressure, shit like that. But... I want to go to Ireland and actually I do have some Irish um, ancestry um, in my blood so you know I would love to go to Ireland and just check it out and I mean I want to be like amazed by um, everything in Ireland especially you know these are people that like actually have their own culture I mean they still have their own culture and language um, they still have that. I mean, they, shit, I mean, I was like, shoot, I'm game right there. <clears throat> but, but we never, like, really, um, just really just see, like, a movie. Like, we don't, we see few movies that are made in Ireland, but we just never just, like, know anything a lot about Ireland of just the basic things that we get as you know here in America you know in America and stuff and I find it to be very um you know I, I find it to be a very disservice that we don't hear a lot of things about Ireland and like how their uh you know their theater and their movies I know there's like comedians that came I forgot that comedian damn the comedian dude and everything he's from Ireland I forgot his name but that motherfucker is funny as shit. But, um, of course, you know, we have music like U2, The Cranberries, you know, Sinead O'Connor. Um, I love Sinead O'Connor for real, though. I hate it when people, like, condemned her whenever she did that whole um, ripping of the Pope's picture. And I remember that on Saturday Night Live. And they condemned her for that. And I was just like, why y'all doing that? You know, I'm not, I'm not part of Catholicism. I've I've known people that were in Catholicism, and they're just like, we just dipped the fuck out, you know what I'm saying? They're just like, peace, because of all the crazy shit, um, especially um, with the whole priest and the raping the little altar boys and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? That's just like messed up right there, but I always wanted to like, want to know like how... Um, other different countries other than you know we have Korea with um, you know they're coming out with like so many movies um, you know England they always like UK we call it England UK it doesn't matter 
Um, you know, the UK always come with their horror movies. Um, you know, different types and things like that. Even Mexico. Um, I've always wanted to... <coughs> I'm still sick. To, like, know how their, um, you know, their film industry, their horror industry... You know how they how they like put horror movies together. What makes them make makes them scary? Like what's something that they you know uh, you know find that scary to them in their culture and stuff. And I I feel that's like a like really pretty cool. But on with what I'm rambling about. I'm gonna stop and everything. But uh, Rawhead Rex is about a guy. He his name. Um, got a homeboy name and shit. I always hit forget characters' names and stuff. You can tell, like, the direction of, like, if I really am into a movie, um, I will remember their names, but I just fucking don't. But I'm just gonna look up their names as is anyways. There I am. <laughs> we have Howard. Howard and his wife and his kids, they're, um, staying in this little... Irish town it's dead ass boring well Howard is actually a um a historian he's very very interested like in the whole um folklore and the history of the little town that they're in um of course we come through and there's this guy he is trying to to knock down the pillar it's like a a little pillar statue just sitting up there in the middle of the countryside. And he has his mates sitting there trying to pull this damn little pillar out. Because it's just in the darn way. He's just trying to get this sucker out. Because he's just like, I'm so sick of this little pillar thing. But he doesn't really know that like this pillar that's sitting up in the middle of nowhere in the, in the countryside. You know, in his pasture is actually keeping Rawhead Rex um, buried because Rawhead Rex is buried um, alive and he's been buried down there for like centuries and centuries and things. Um, Rawhead Rex is actually a, a, you know, a deity and he was like reverend as a god, um, you know, millennia back. And um, when they moved this, he actually did, he moved the, um, the pillar and there was a storm that was coming and brewing in and you know that's like some big ass foreshadowing right there oh my gosh look at the stuff look at the sky it's black as hell it's a storm brewing through it's got a it's got a this something this wicked way coming in shit you know coming through there you got jonathan price no i'm just playing jonathan price was not in this movie something this wicked was way come but um yeah, he knocks that, that sucker just got knocked down and everything with all the forces of nature. Um, here comes Rawhead Rex. He murders him. So, Rawhead Rex is like, all right, all right, I'm back. He was like James Brown. He's like, I'm back. Dun, 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 dun. I'm back. Dun, 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 dun. And, of course, he's going to start all his massacre um, all through town. Now, um, there is something to um, defeat Rawhead Rex. Um, while Howard is taking pictures of like the um, church, um, 
the cemetery, he calls on for Reverend Coot. And Reverend Coot was like, hey, yeah, I talked to you. What's up? Like that. What's up? What's up? So Howard was like, do you have any records of the church? Blase, blase, because I want to know all of this stuff so I can, like, you know, put it in my nice little neat historian book, um, what I'm writing about, about Irish, you know, history and folklore and things like that. You know, something very educational. That's what we want. We like educational things. Well, Reverend Coot's like, well, I get Declan O'Brien. Well, Declan O'Brien trips me out. Declan O'Brien was like super litty lit. Declan, I probably pronounce it Declan, was, it's like he like the preacher up in there. And you also have like some foreshadowing um, inside the church. Um, you do see in the stained glass of where you have Rawhead Rex, he's laying down in the stained glass, and there's like this little pillar, and there's like this these people, like, oh, you know, like, oh my god, it's Rawhead Rex, and it's like this hand, like the hand of God, some kind of like that going on with that. But we also see, like, when the light is shining through the glass. The stained glass of Rawhead Rex that is in this glass. Um, the eyes are like red and it's shining. Well, Declan is just, you know, he is got this Rawhead Rex boner because now he's like, yay, you know, my God is literally waking up like all this millennia. Man, I can't wait to like serve him. You know, we're gonna like paint the town red with like everybody blood and stuff like he was crazy he was madness i mean he he was like preaching like oh ye hymns and shit with that dry ass uh hymns and stuff they be singing and everything but there was like a place in front of the you know where he was preaching at there was this chest and it had the candles and bull crap on it, and you know, little white cloth. But whenever they he put his hand on the um, little Chester, you know, that was sitting the sitting in the front, it burned his hand, and he can also see the sight of Rawhead Rex. And so that's the reason why he got like, oh, like shit, we finna have like a pizza party and a chicken nugget brigade up in his mother. That's how like Declan was. He was like, I'm just in the, I'm just pretending that I'm like, oh ye, um, come all ye faithful with the Lord, but really my like real Lord is Rawhead Rex. So he's all excited. But Howard and Declan, you know, they they got some words and shit because Declan was like talking crazy to him. You know, Howard came in there, you know, taking pictures of the stained glass. And Declan just, like, knocked this camera down and just broke it. And he was, like, cussing and stuff. I was like, boy, that, like, took me out right there. It took me out because Declan, he he was just bouty, bouty, bouty. He was, like, bouty about that, that rawhead Rex life. And he was just letting Howard know, like, look, 
you know what you're doing here uh-uh you need to step step he was like you need to step he was like like Declan was close to like clapping like that because he was like like that especially when he stomped on like home dudes like polaroid pictures he's like he's like you ain't got no files i ain't giving you no files and he was like cussing out like fuck you bitch you know i was like damn like you really are like very protective of raw head rex you know but um elaine which is howard's wife she was just so tired you know, she was just like, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Like, honey, shit, these damn two little ass kids. Because Howard has two children. He was, and she was like, can we go? I'm ready to go. Well, you're going to wrap this shit. It's like, wrap it up, B. You know, let's go. Because I want to go to Dublin. This town is boring. Like, please wrap your work up. Like, she's like, damn, I want to get some excitement, baby. You know, she was like, shit, these little kids get on my damn nerves. And I just want to, you know, she just like, she just want her back be blown by her husband and stuff. Because, you know, how was taking way too much time to do this damn research. And she just like, shit, ain't shit here. So they was walking out in the town, um, just out in the streets and they bumped into a lady. Well, she didn't bump in. They didn't bump into her, but they was just sitting up there kissing, just showing this whole lovely affection and everything. And I was just like, I kind of want some sugar too, but that's okay. And so there was a lady that was just like standing right there. She had on a red cloak. Um, she just stood there and I'm just like, ma'am. There's plenty of room. You can walk around them, you know, let them have their, their 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 sucking face moment. And the lady made a little noise and they looked and like, oh, okay. Um they just stopped and they kept on going. And the ladies and Elaine, she was like, That lady looks very familiar, like I've seen her before. And I'm like, How the hell that woman look familiar to you? And y'all been in this town for two days. The plot thickens because this is going to come back later on, you know, reason why Elaine said that, okay? This is going to, like, let you know. It's like the mystery right there. And so, Rawhead Rex, he attacks, um, he attacks a guy. Um, he also went and attacked, um, he almost attacked the guy's wife but she was pregnant but that is a clue right there so we have the lady in the red old lady in the red coat that was sitting there looking at them like y'all will y'all please stop kissing and shit in the middle of the street that's in one mystery right there the second one is that when rawhead rex went to go and kill the woman he stopped you know what i'm saying it's clue number two so they got there, and the cops there, they were like, oh, shit, the, the husband got murdered. You know, you got, like, the inspector and everything. Inspector was like, man, this is like two or three people done came in, you know, murdered this lady husband. You know, she's sitting up there screaming. She's pregnant and everything. She must have, like, hid into in the wardrobe and stuff. You know, wardrobe, closet, doesn't matter. You know, they took her off and everything, so... 
it was like now this little dead ass town you know this little dead ass country ass town with these little country ass folks you know we got some shit popping in here like popcorn now we're cooking with crisco up in here so howard goes for a walk because he heard about uh what was going on outside he heard the like i'm gonna walk and she you know lane's like all right then i'll be waiting and shit don't be out too damn long you know what i'm saying you know mama needs you know she was like mama needs a, a good time so he goes walking out into the woods like on the little path until he sees something way in the yonder you know up on the yonder on the hill and it was right here rex looking crazy and shit and it scared the hell out of howard and howard's like oh snap oh snap you know I don't, he was like, I don't know if my eyes are playing tricks on me or these cowboy killers. He had, he was smoking Marvel cigarettes. He's like, the cowboy killers must be a little bit too damn strong and everything. But I'm finna head on back to my room because I want to be safe. Because I don't know what the hell that is. So we cut to a um, little trailer park, a.k.a. they call it a caravan, you know. We just call them little, 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 little RVs, little trailers and shit. But um, they're little travel trailers. But it was a caravan, you know, little community. Well, there was a little boy. He was, like, playing with some toys. And his brother, Andy, and he was getting all his little smoochy smoochy and shit, like, with his girl and stuff. And he's supposed to be babysitting. Well, you know, you know how, like, little brothers and big brothers are. And I was just like... Andy, see, I remember his name, Andy, because he was a dick to his little brother. I'm like, Andy, you supposed to be babysitting. Y'all know this little ass trailer and shit is just so little bitty. Like, dude, you could have went somewhere. I don't know. That's somewhere in the little back in that little ass trailer and shit. For real, though, I have slept in one of those little trailers and stuff. But um, there is, like, a little compartment. You could slide the damn door. And Andy would have got it going on with his little girl and shit. But Andy had to be like a little dick to his little brother. Um, he took his toy. Then he just like slammed the door because he was like, hey, girl, hey, let's go off in the woods. We could be a little bit comfortable. And she was like, ooh, I'm cold. He was like, man, I keep you, I keep you warm. You know, he's like, I'm going to keep you warm. I'm slap this dick upside your head. That's what his intentions were. So the toy was broken. You know, because Rawhead Rex came through the neighborhood, broke the little boy toy and shit. So, you know, little boy, he was like, ah, he, he finally got out of the um trailer and he seen his toy was broken. Um, Now, he's like really upset because he's like, man, I'm going to kill my, my older brother. He broke my little toy. You know, he's supposed to be babysitting me. He out there trying to get some cat and everything in the woods, knowing good and well he's supposed to be watching me. So he was walking out into the woods you know what i'm saying so he sees rawhead and he has a guy hanging from a tree and he's gnawing on him it's like mm, midnight snack and it scares the little boy the boy was very very terrified because he's seen the red eyes he's seen the blood he's seen this guy upside down he's dead you know there's this 
eight, nine foot giant monster looking thing is snacking on a person. And he runs back um, into the caravan um, village. He goes to a neighbor's house. He, he's catatonic. I mean, come on now. He's catatonic. Even though they're trying to get him to talk, he's like catatonic like a hoe. Because, like, seriously, how can you, how can you, like, sit there and just, like, go, oh, um, yes, I'm going to speak on this right here. Uh, what is it, boy? What is it, boy? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Sean was the neighbor, Sean. And Sean was like, what is it, boy? What is it? Speak, speak, man, speak. And, yeah, he can be like, you know, like, hey, Sean, um, while I was traveling throughout the woods, looking for my older brother and he has his girlfriend and I'm pissed off to the heavens and everything because my toy is broken and so he locks me inside you know smashing the lock in so I can't get out but I finally got out and I went through the woods and I just seen this nine foot creature with these red glowing eyes blood dripping from his fangs and he's gnawing on a dead man that's hanging upside down like some predator shit and I watched him snacking on this dead man like some predator shit you know and I decided to run back through the woods through the caravan camp and I came to your door and and it's because um, I'm not borrowing a cup of sugar but I'm just letting you know I seen something really really scary in the woods yeah I can see him saying that of course he can't see that he's catatonic motherfucker but anyways they hear they hear Rawhead walking all through the woods and they seen Rawhead well Andy and his girlfriend they're running and running and running and running and she just kept running and running and running Andy fell down she kept running she had his hand and she kept running you know what? That's the second person in a horror movie that actually, she fell down, she got back up, and she kept running, and she just kept running. You know? She kept running. I'm proud of her. I'm terribly proud of her. So she ran, and she let the people know, like, there was the little brother that was showing the neighbor. Um, You know, there's people coming out. They're like, what is the commotion? And look, she has Andy's hand. Andy got his ass tore the hell up by Rawhead. And now the neighbors in the caravan um, village, they're like, oh, hell no. What's up in there? We're going to get our guns. No pitchforks. No torches. But they just got their guns. You know what I'm saying? They got the shotguns. They got the rifles and everything. Boy, howdy. They on a manhunt. Because guess what? Andy is dead now. You know, they seen his hand. They ran up all in the woods and shit. They found poor Andy. And of course, when I looked, when Andy was dead, I looked there and I was like, oh, it's a, it looks like a sheep's um, heart that they had on top of Andy where um, Rawhead like mauled him to death. And I looked, I was like, that looks like a sheep's heart. It could be. A pig's heart it's close enough it's close to like a sheep or a pig heart <clears throat> I'm going with sheep I could be wrong because it was gray and stuff like that I used to dissect um, animals 
but that was in college. So, you know, memory serves me well. And plus, when I was a little girl, uh, my grandma had me uh, cutting up chickens and shit like that. You know, I know how to debone a whole ass hen and bullshit like that. So, you know, that, that gave me the advantage. So when I dissected um, animals that, you know, we had to do in biology, you know, how it is, let's dissect the pig, let's dissect the sheep's heart and shit like that. It gave me an advantage because I learned how to cut up chicken parts. How cool is that right there? But yes, Howard, he went to the police station. Um, well, they call it whatever they call it. I don't know how they put it. I just say police station shit. Well, he went to talk to the detective and his assistant detective. And he told them, he's like, look, I've seen this nine foot monster looking ass motherfucker standing yonder when I went for a walk. Shit. I had to drop my cigarette, my joint and everything. I thought I was being delusional, but there is something that is not quite human. And this is what's going on because it's like all of this shit going on and I see something right up there. I think y'all need to investigate. Well, he got laughed off and everything because they think he was like, you know, drinking or he smoked some good dope or something like that. So they just dismissed him. And so more murders came about and Howard and Elaine, they got the kids. They're like, look, I can't deal with this because, you know, they don't believe me what's going on. And so we finna like yeet out of here, out of this little dead ass little town. So they yeet out and it was like wonderful that they yeeted the fuck out. Well, Elaine was looking out the window and she seen something about eight foot, nine foot tall um, in the middle of the pasture. And she's like, oh crap, what is that? And so he backed up you know, and they looked, and he was like, oh, it's probably, you know, it looks like a scarecrow, you know, it looks like, you know, somebody put up a scarecrow to scare, there was no corn out there, so it can't be a scarecrow, but it didn't look like Rawhead Rex, but it actually was, so they went, they just kept on going, and they were at least out of town, well, well, you know, the little Minty, their daughter, had to go TT. And so, yes, I said TT. Um, I do have two kids, and that's what I used to tell them whenever, you know, y'all got to go TT. So she had to go TT. And it was going to be a long-ass trip, and they were like, all right, go TT. Well, one thing as it is is that you just don't let a four-year-old just go out in the middle of the woods to go TT. You got to, like, go with them and shit. You never know. So they're just like, well, and of course, this is the 80s also. Um, parenting was a bit freaking different. Um, we usually had to do shit on our own. And our parents was like, well, you can do it. You're, you're, you're a big girl. You're a big boy. And we were just like, but that shit's scary, bro. No, you'll be all right. That's how parenting was in the 80s. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Well, some of it does need to be fitting for, like, this generation, but it's a different story. 
Um, so they just like let her just go out in the little bushes and shit. I'm just like, no, you just you just gotta go. I mean, I'm like, really, mom, you need to go out there with your baby. She gotta go TT. Like that's like someone mom does. But anyways, that's Elaine's ass. So they heard her scream and they're just like, oh my god, what happened? Well, there was a dead rabbit. She got scared and. I guess all the TT went back in her in her bladder or whatever. She's just like, well, you know, I don't need to use the bathroom anymore. But Rawhead Rex was following them while they was out of the well. They yeeted out and everything, and their son Robbie was back there in the back seat reading the comic book. Well, Rawhead just came and just literally just tore that boy to pieces, and Howard seen it and he just couldn't do nothing he was just like so distraught and he was just like oh my god you know this nasty janky ass nine foot monster just came and just attacked my son and just took him off and so they yeeted back into the town and he told the detective he told the inspector he's like this nasty monster looking thing that has been you know uh completely just just going around killing people you know it killed my son and they were like oh snap now the shit got deep and everything so they was just like all right then we're gonna like get all these like people these guards and shit you know what i'm saying we're gonna go look for them and he was like i've been telling you little son of a bitches and shit and so the the boy who was catatonic when he seen rawhead rex i mean he was at the hospital and so he did these drawings and the drawings depicted rawhead rex and so that just like confirms it right there they're like yo there is like this nine foot demon looking ass monster that is roaming and just literally just tearing your residence to pieces and they're like all right cool you know it's unbelievable but we believe it now and so they gathered up all their little task force and they were looking all around. Well, Rawhead made it back to the caravan village and he attacks a group of people that was in a caravan. Well, he kills old Sean and I was like, God dang, Sean always had this damn beer in his hand and I'm, I'm tripping the hell out because it tickles me because it reminds me of like Gary King uh, who was portrayed <laughs> by Simon Pegg at the world's end. Remember the fight scene in the beehive where uh, Simon Pegg, who plays Gary King, he had his beer and he was fighting the, the no-bots, the robots, you know, <laughs> all through the club at the beehive. He got mental in the beehive and he just kept his beer. Well, that's how Sean was. I mean, even when Rawhead just Pushed the whole damn little RV down. Shit breaking everywhere. Sean still had his shit. Sean, you know, what? When, when Sean messed up is when he put that damn beer down. He put it down, stuck his head out there. Raw head got his ass, chewed him up. Chewed him up. I was like, damn it, Sean. That was your, that was your protection shield. Your beer. Your beer, your mug of beer. That was your protection shield from that motherfucker. And yes, Rawhead caused a whole big calamity up in that little caravan park. Um, he got one of the um, the neighbors that was in the caravan that he 
pushed over and he grabs one of the neighbor ladies and yes we see some boobs they just had to literally just put some boobs in there there was boobs and so he just rips her like like dress off i was like you really i'm like you cheeky bastard you just want to see that lady's titties that's what raw head when he just want to see some women titties <coughs> and he threw her against the tree but he never kills her clue number three so he just goes off and 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 shit somebody came through with a damn gun they shooting at his ass and then they shot the little propane tank and so shit blowed up and everything you know people flying everywhere uh rawhead rex was throwing people everywhere and slashing them up fire everywhere that poor little caravan park was just tore up asunder and everything so they made it out there the inspector and they seen all the people were injured people were coughing you know they like let them know like look bro shit it's like this nine foot ass monster just came through and just just wrecked the whole place and that's where it's like yeah shit hits the fan it's getting really needed getting to the nitty-gritty right there so howard he goes back into the church and so he goes to like talk to uh reverend coot but guess what he didn't find him but Reverend Coop, seeing that Declan, Declan O'Brien and Rawhead having a conversation out there in the cemetery. And Declan is, like I said, he is, is he is super insane. That This is his God. He is just like having just deity uh, demon boners over Rawhead Rex. And he was just letting Rawhead Rex like, look, man, you know, I serve you oh my gosh he's like shit if you kill me oh my gosh i will be greatly honored for you to kill me well reverend coot seen this he's like oh snap this shit is really real oh my god you know because reverend didn't even believe all this stuff and he was just like oh man this is this really sucks so like reverend coot you know, he was like running all through the church and shit. You know, Howard came through. Um, shit. It was a battle. You know, you had like De Declan. You know, Declan was just whooping the shit out of Howard. You know, uh, uh, Reverend Coop. You know, he got his ass toe up. You know what I'm saying? By Rahe Rex. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just crazy in the church. This is God's house, as Reverend Coot said. And then he gonna hold up at the little piece of shit cross and everything. I'm like, this shit don't affect this damn thing. Like, what are you? I'm like, this motherfucker ain't no vampire. This is God's house. Don't look too much like it and everything, cause that fool came in and he just started just literally just started destroying shit. Um, same way when he went in old homeboy house and he was just tearing up the whole kitchen i'm like what are you tearing up the kitchen for why why are you throwing everything from the food and the spaghetti are you hungry or you just feel like you just need to vandalize some like little uh uh, uh teenage angsty uh teenager in there i'm like finna fuck up shit 
That's how like Rawhead Rex did when he did the first when he first killed the other guy, and then he went for the wife. And he was just tearing up all her shit in the kitchen. I'm just like, what are you doing? Now it makes sense. If you're going to cook, just ask. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to tear up the whole damn kitchen. But yeah, it did, the whole church was just all kinds of tall up and everything. Um, Reverend Cook did get his hand burnt by the, um, when he placed his hand on the chest. And he seen some of the um, stuff what um, Rawhead Rex has been doing. And he got his, you know, his like little bubbles. Little burnt bubbles. Well, anyways... They finally made it to the church. But I didn't tell you this and everything. Rawhead Rex actually um, got a hold to the inspector. And he possessed him to like, look, bro, um, I am your God. You're going to do what I tell you to do, okay? I know who you are. So the inspector's um, partner and everything, they made it to the church because this is like, they don't follow all this bullshit to the church. So they were getting ready to fire you know, old Rawhead threw the little pastor, you know, old Reverend Coop, Bandicoot, you know. Shoot, he was already messed up as it is anyways. And the coolest thing is the other in uh, police officer, um, he's like the secretary, you know what I'm saying? And he was just like noticing that like the inspector came in, they were ready to fire. And they didn't want him to like to hit Reverend Coop before Rawhead chunked him. And so, Inspector came out with the gas. He, like, poured all that gas and stuff. He's like, I'm going to let these hoes on fire. Because the detective, the inspector, he always smokes cigars. And I was like, that is the coolest shit right there. When you have a detective and an inspector that smokes cigars. And I actually bought a cigar today. Mm. I am a big cigar smoker. But I love cigars. But anyways... So, like, the old dude, you know what I'm saying, the little, little secretary dude, you know, he was like, ah, oh, shit, you know, he didn't pull some gas. He was trying to get everybody, like, all of the police people and stuff, and, you know, inspector lit that match, they got shit. They went up, like, flame broil, like, some Burger King burgers and shit. That was the end of them right there. He was the only one that survived. And so he went over to Howard and they were talking to Reverend Coot. <coughs> Reverend Coot was like, uh, uh, you know how they are when they be trying to die? Uh, trying to live and trying to talk. Uh, uh, you must go in. It's in. Uh, uh. But then like after he like died or something, I looked, he was like still, <laughs> he was still breathing and shit. And I was just like, you can stop your stomach now. From not moving because you're already dead, uh, Reverend Coot. So, like, Howard goes in and he gets the tailspin. Now, this is another clue right here. So, whenever uh, Howard puts his hand trying to open up the, um, the chest or drawer, wherever it is, the little thing that was in the church, he was like, ow, 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 ha, ha, ha. He was like, ha, 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 ha. You know, like Mr. Krabs with the little. When he had the little campfire and he was telling SpongeBob and um, Patrick a story, and he picked up the campfire to and he set it down. It was like that. So he's like, ah, you know what? Let me use my common sense. So he took one of the candle holders and he pushed it up and he got the um he got the talisman. And so 
if you look at the talisman I just looked there I mean seriously this is like so obvious because the talisman I was just like you have to have a woman to use that the reason why I like picked it up so quickly like that is because of the way how it's shaped it was a fertility talisman it was a you know um you know a little statue you can hold it and I just looked at it and I was just like that's the vagina and like I said uh rawhead rex supposedly um it supposedly represents like have a face of like raw meat and have a phallic shaped you know head and body so that's the reason why I put two and two together I was like oh yeah I was like a woman is supposed to like defeat him well anyways it was like showdown you know in the cemetery Howard got it and he thought he was supposed to like throw it or some shit like that and this is another clue this is the reason why I said this is going to like play back of what I said earlier when Elaine and Howard was on the street kissing and there was like an older woman with a red cloak and she walked past by and Elaine's like she looks very familiar and here you see Elaine coming and you're just like okay I get it for some people that is a little bit confusing right there for like <clears throat> why is Elaine running where you know why is she running into danger well when Howard got his ass knocked the hell out and everything else and she got backhanded too well she was like you know what and I was just like see this is like where the confusing part is at because how did she know that was a talisman and how did she know that was something you're she kind of got I mean because in a way it's like oh I see what she he's doing but okay so when she ran into the cemetery he's all knocked the fuck out and she went and picked it up and that's where she had all this like she was princess of power you know from the talisman because guess what and how the way to defeat rawhead rex it has to be a woman it has to be a woman to put him down there in the grave and stuff send rawhead rex back to where he's at and shit like that you know what i'm saying so howard like looks he's like oh it has to be a woman i'm like duh and then of course you see the red you know cape of the old lady that they ran into um on the street and like i said this is like giving me like she revives and shit you know if y'all remember she-ra when she came out you know whispering woods and shit it was like that i mean it threw it just threw me for a loop i was like she-ra you know even like one of she was she was friends um in the she um cartoon not the one they revamped but the old ones it was like a witch she was like i think she was like in a purple or it was kind of like a maroonish purple cloak that she was in but it gave me vibes like that and of course she puts raw hair rex and in a grave and there it is and so the little boy he's you know he's 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 well and they had um andy's funeral you know he's putting 
flowers, looks like daffodils that they were putting, he was putting on the grave. And when he walks off, you know, it was like a hand pops out, you know, my head Rex, ain't dead yet, bitches. And that was the end of the movie. But like I said, Rawhead Rex was is a mixed bag. Um, you do like the pros of it. You do see a movie that is um entirely filmed in the countryside of Ireland. Um, you also have Irish actors um in it too. Um Kelly Piper and David Dukes, not David Duke, David Dukes. Like Duke's Menace. Not David Duke. Okay. Two different people. They were like the only American actors in this movie. Um, but I did. I liked it that it had like, you know. And you really couldn't even tell like if they were Irish. And I, I guess because, I don't know, maybe they watered down their accents a little bit. But it did sound like they were totally talking a little bit more American um in this movie um I think I would have like liked a little bit of more of the um the Irish um accents in there a little bit strong just be a little strong with it I think it would have like made it a little bit more authentic and stuff but that's just me um Ronan uh Wilmot the one who played Declan O'Brien um the way how he got this role is that he started screaming and hollering and acting like a lunatic for this part and he definitely nailed it because he like literally had me on the floor laughing i couldn't do nothing but laugh he it was so funny because it was it was a surprise because he was like oh he in the beginning of the movie he's like had like the dusty ass like church members you know, singing them old dry ass hymns and shit, and you know he's blah 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 blah. I don't know what they be saying, but and then like afterwards, he was just getting like all excited like during the service because you know you have the stained glass with raw head on it, and those eyes were like beaming. Of course, like that's foreshadowing right there. And he's just like, you know, all through service and shit. I was like, wow, I guess light and stained glass windows get you excited, big boy right there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this dude is literally like just trying to hide his like raw head wax boner throughout the service. And he did an amazing job as him. He did get killed, but it was so funny it was his character is literally insane in the membrane i cannot believe i said that but it just popped in my head okay it just popped in my head but um i think like i said it is a mixed bag um the pros of it you know you have your wonderful irish actors um that was in this movie um you know you had like a bit of like you know, like that folklore of like a deity that people like worship and they was like the god back in in the millennia. Um I do like how you had like it took a woman to like put him back into the ground. I think uh if 
they would have let Clive Barker have so much control of Rawhead Rex. I'm telling you, this would have been like the pre-Hellraiser movie. Rawhead Rex would have been pre-Hellraiser. And I think that and I and, and I and I look at it like this, it would have been really a really good horror movie, but since of like all the bullcrap that Clive went through with this movie and he hated it, it actually this 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 flaky ass failure that he felt of Rawhead Rex, it gave him that chance to have that creative control with Hellraiser. And and I think that really worked out perfectly. Because if this would if this wouldn't have happened to Clive Barker, I think it just like Hellraiser when he came, you know, when Hellraiser came out in '88, I think it just would have just been just been blown out, just just like that. I think that um, I think that like people were really terrified to let him have that control because when you read his books and then how he wanted it, you know, like I said. Rawhead Rex supposed to have just this nasty, gross, bloody raw meat face. He's supposed to have like this penis phallic shaped um, body and head and everything. Um, it I, I believe it would have like wouldn't have like it would have went through like it would have been banned. I believe it would have been because Hellraiser movies were close to being banned. Hellraiser was very close to being banned <clears throat> i think what they did was trying to play it so safe to where it just pissed him off i mean he literally hated this movie he did he just hated he just hated the shit out of out of this movie because of what they did and i mean i don't blame him i really don't and to be honest with you i think this movie deserves a remake and I'm not really like super huge on remakes. Um, I like for some horror movies just to stay like it is. Um, but the movies that I've watched, um, this one I believe it deserves a remake. It deserves literally a whole remake. Um, it deserves Clive Barker like whole presence to be with Rawhead Rex. And to really, literally, um, to like really just, really just pump Raw Hair Rex up back again. Because, I mean, I, this is my, actually my first time watching this movie. And so when I see, when, you know, when I was looking, I was like, okay, let's look at a movie that, horror movie that you've never seen or you haven't heard. And I've seen this title so many times when I'm thumbing through, you know, scrolling through. And I was just like, this looks stupid. This looks dumb. So I watched it. I was like, well, it's not totally stupid. And then when I was reading up and doing my research on it, it is by Clive Barker. And I was just like, and I'm reading more and more on it. And I was just like, okay. Okay. Now I see the reason why this film is like it is. 
I was like, they really did literally, um, they really messed this up. And, and I said, well, I'm very thankful for Hellraiser. I'm literally thankful for Hellraiser. And, and because he, he was on it. He, my, uh, my audio got cut off, but what I was back to what I was saying with, uh, Rawhead Rex and that I was appreciative, I'm appreciative of Hellraiser is because we wouldn't have got the Clive Barker that we wanted. So, <clears throat> excuse me, with the failure of Rawhead Rex, which pissed Clive Barker off, um, it was kind of like, it was like a blessing in disguise for him. And he like learned from what they did to him and how much they took a lot of his power within the production of Rawhead Rex, which got him to like, yo, y'all not going to do Hellraiser like this. Y'all not going to do this right here to me. And, um, without Rawhead Rex, we wouldn't have gotten Hellraiser. It is what it is. It's like the old people say. But thank you all for listening um, to the Random Horror Show with tonight's podcast of Rawhead Rex. Uh, go check it out. Like I said, it's a mixed bag for me. Um, it does actually deserves a remake and it actually does need to have Clive Barker. And we haven't had a movie particularly from Clive Barker. Um, you know, um, you know his, his success was the Hellraiser movies. But then he also did Lord of Illusions. I'm going to be doing that pretty soon. Whenever I get the chance. Um, it has that film neo-noir, you know, style, styling with it. Um, it's definitely uh, a movie that I liked. Um, especially has Scott Bakula in it and Fomka Johnson. I, I, I really dig it. Um, I dig it and I knew it was Clive Barker. Uh, you just, I don't know. It's just how that man's like imprint on like his, uh, novels and his books of what he does. You could just instantly recognize is Clive Barker, but that is enough of my time. Thank you for listening to the random horror show. I'm your horror podcast host is Keisha Lacey and you have a good night. <laughs>